Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. Some gifts say, I care about you. Some gifts say, I'm going to wow you. This year, one gift says both. The Oral-V I.O. The electric toothbrush with the irresistible design that dentists will find irresistible for another reason. It improves oral health by delivering the wow of a professional clean feel at home every single day. This year, give the gift of wow. The Oral-V I.O. Oral-V, brush like a pro. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254 662 all right welcome back in this is game time Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. A dozen minutes after seven. Did you, uh, by the way, uh, good morning. Did you, uh, did you have to swim? Uh, backstroke. I mean, how'd you get here? Breaststroke. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we're getting some rain. It is. It's a, it's coming down. Uh, Much it, needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can always use it. You can store it, use it, whatever you need to do. But mm-hmm. man, yeah, we. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and, and then you know. By mid-morning, we're going to have a beautiful day and mm-hmm. kind of a fall day. Be hot and muggy. You think? <laughs> I don't know. No, I they're saying low, uh, upper 60s, low 70s. Oh, so okay, good. I'm all about it. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. By the way, that weather forecast was brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925, 6101 Bosky. Check them out at whbfamily.com. All right, so... I, I'm just I'm just so jazzed for last night. First pitch, baseball, World Series, and boy, the Astros cough up two in the first. And they, look, three innings into this thing, there's a five spot over on the on the scoreboard for the Fighting mm-hmm. Atlantis. Yeah, it, big time. Uh, first first at bat goes over the wall, uh, and then they just keep adding, getting base hits, and moving guys around and um, Houston didn't have an answer for it last night. Thought they did. I don't know. In the bottom of the first inning, I, I thought the Astros were about to put a two spot on the board and have runners at the corners, and it, it just didn't happen. Uh, Braves made a great defensive play. And that may have been the play of the game, and that's exactly what Dusty Baker said about game one last night. You know, they started off with the home run in the first, the first batter, and then made a couple pitches. You know, the three zero double, and uh, then the um, then the changeup that he left up, he probably threw a little bit too hard, 
and uh, it was kind of a ends up being a kind of a nothing uh, fastball. And so, you know, we had to go get him at that t at that point. <clears throat> but in that first inning, we had bases loaded. Albies made a great play because that ball gets through. It's two to two. That runner's on the corner, and who knows, you know, what what would have happened. But you know, I was an example of defense. You know, saving the day for them early, um, and then he might not have got gotten settled in. I think he's 100% correct. I mean, who knows where that game goes if it's 2-2 bottom of the first inning. But it wasn't. Albie, uh, the, the second baseman, makes a terrific play. And and I said it when we opened the program, Ward. Uh, both second basemen, Altuve for the uh, for the Astros and and uh, the Atlanta second baseman, boy, they turned some terrific plays in the game last night. From a defensive standpoint, that was fun to watch. Yeah, they both went deep in the hole a couple of times early in that ball game and, and made some plays that, you know, saved saved an inning and saved some big runs, some big innings as well. So, And, you know, if you stack both of them on top of each other. <laughs> they may be six foot. Yeah. And between them, they hit over, what, 60 home runs? Yeah. I mean, that, that's. That's amazing. That is absolutely. And I was just watching the bat speed of Altuve last night. Uh he can get the bat through the zone in a hurry. I mean, he he didn't get cheated when he swings. There's no question about that. No, absolutely not. Now the bad news, and and I'm I'm sorry, it is it's it's horrible news from the Braves' perspective. And if you're just a baseball fan, it is terrible news. You're not going to see Charlie Morton anymore. Did you see that line drive? I did not. I was I was working on my uh, stuff, so I was I had it on, but I was peeking around the corner. It, it, he gets smoked uh, on a on a pit. Uh, you know, he, he delivers a pitch, and a line drive comes right back through the box and hits him in the ankle, and he's able to continue on. Uh, but later on, as, as he goes back out, he just can't. And come to find out, it's a fracture. He's done. Oof. And that's your, that's your number one guy right now. And that was a guy that was, you know, obviously going to pitch a couple of times in this series. Well, I think they got 40-something pitches out of him before they had to go to the bullpen. So both teams relying on the pen early for different reasons. Uh, Valdez just, I mean, I, I don't, I, I kind of had a feeling that Valdez may have been a little too hyped. I, I don't know if he over, it, it, it looked like he was overthrowing. It looked like he was leaving some stuff up. Uh but he just did not look like the same guy because his breaking stuff is is as good as it gets and there just wasn't there just wasn't a whole lot there well he likes that low breaking ball mm -hmm. and when he gets that call he's he's pretty efficient and he wasn't getting the call last night and so early in that ball game uh you even heard them talk about if if he's not going to get that call through this game it's going to be a long game for him and so that strike zone was not not in his favor last night, and not to say it was a bad strike zone. It just wasn't in his favor last night, and he couldn't he couldn't lift it up enough to just nick the bottom of that strike zone like he likes to. Because when he does, he's very efficient. But last night, it it looked like it frustrated him early in that ball game, and he never got on track after that. You know, you're probably right, but I'll say this: you've got to, and this is at any level, whether it's little league or the big leagues you've got yeah, to be you, able to show that you're gonna you can locate that and you have command of that well sure and he did not uh in my opinion I, I I don't I just didn't think he did I think he 
I think stuff was up, and and when that happens, then boy, I tell you what, that ball was jumping. And then you had the, the the ball go off the the top of the wall, which is an eyelash from being a home run, and you know he gets thrown. The guy gets thrown out at second, so you you, you get a single in the books, but you don't have a base run. It just was one of those nights. I did not see the ninth inning. I'm going to be honest. At, at when it was six to two at the end of eight, I said. If they have a miraculous comeback, it's going to be without me. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, and that's a huge win for Atlanta to go to go into Houston. Look, I would imagine that you, you obviously you want to win them. You want to win every game you play. But it, when you're managing a seven game series, wouldn't you believe that if you could steal one of the first two on the road, that you'd feel pretty good about your your position going home? Absolutely, that's what they had in mind. Let's yeah. go down to Houston and try to get one. We can get one. We're going to be in good shape. Now they're now they're greedy. Now they want they want. Oh yeah, if they can get if they can win tonight. Whoo. It it may be lights out. I mean, it puts them, clearly puts them in a, in a position to where they can go do whatever they need to do back in Atlanta. But yeah, I mean, this is tonight is boy, this is it's must see TV. I can tell you that. Plus, it's going to be a huge huge game for the uh, for the Astros and. It's a seven oh nine. Again, I, I don't want you to to miss it, so don't be there at seven ten. Seven eleven was the first pitch last night. Was it really? Yes, I timed it. I didn't even think I, to do I, that. I remember you saying that yesterday, so I did. Seven eleven. Who do we, we got to call somebody? Yeah, that's not fair. No, we got. I mean, don't. My time is as valuable as yours. <laughs> if you're going to tell me it's seven oh nine, then it's seven oh nine. I mean, what are they doing? You know, I, I, I I've, there's every year. And I wasn't going to go here, but here we go. Every year, those who are not diehard baseball fans talk about the length of postseason baseball games. The way, and they all want to say, "Well, it's the way it's managed." That you know, they're short leash. They're going to go get those pitchers, and there's some truth to that. But you know what? If you'll watch a major league baseball game during the regular season, and then you know, on your local network, whether it be Valley Sports or whatever, whatever the case may be, and then watch a network telecast. Tell me the the breaks are not longer in the network. Oh, uh, they are. What well, you know? What there's part of your problem. That's a huge part of baseball's problem. We, absolutely, is, is the time in between innings, and and you know if you want to shorten the game, well, do that. I mean, sixty seconds. Let's go. Yeah, put a Eight minute. Warm up pitches. Let's a, roll. Put a minute on the clock and roll. And go a minute in between innings. That'll, that that'll speed the game up immensely. Yeah, that's not going to happen because oh, they're no. going to get – Absolutely not. We're not going to complain about that. We're going to try to come up with uh, rules that, well, you can only have two pitching changes or you can only throw over to first base four times. All of these ridiculous – Quit messing con- with the game. Well, those are people who are not baseball fans. They're right. people who tune in at the end of the year to watch playoff baseball. I like the game. Leave it alone. Yeah. You I know, the beauty great. of baseball is there is no clock. And if you got some place to be, don't go to the game. Right. I I agree. I I think you you take the gamesmanship out of it. I I don't. I like to see, you know, managers move things around and bring a guy in for one batter and 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 then go to another. I mean, that's that's part of having to manage a game. Those are the cool nuances of the game. Sure. And you're trying to legislate them out of the game. Because you want it to be over at 1030 at night. Well, then start early. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The game's fine. Leave it alone. I think so. All right. I feel better. Uh, sad. And again, wasn't headed there. But, I mean, I, I, I get tired of I, – I, I heard Greeny talking about uh, 
you know, the length of the games, but never once said, hey, you know what, maybe maybe we ought to cut out some of the spots on ESPN and on Fox and, and well, never heard of that not. one. Of course not. You know, it was like, well, we, let's see how many changes. We, let's limit how many changes. that you know. No. That, that, if he wants to use every guy in his pen, that's part of the process. Well, yeah, that's the fun part of watching a baseball game to me. The matchups? Yeah, to find out how he's going to, you know, the manager's going to figure out to his way through this whole thing. I'm curious. Here we go. CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. Are the games too long in your opinion? Would you like to see rules? Or, or, or are you fine with the way the game is? Hey, just give us your thoughts. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer if you, unless you disagree with us. Uh, but no, I'm kidding. 662-1660. Let us know what you think. I mean, would you like to see the game shortened? I, I you know, when, look, when, when we drive up to Arlington or go down to Round Rock to a minor league game, I have n- I, I'm not looking at a clock. I don't care. Play the game. Have some fun. Have a hot dog. Get, a, get an ice cream. I mean, that, that's, you know, summertime, that's kind of the cool thing of the whole process. You know, you don't have to be anywhere. You, you, you're, you're getting away from it a little bit. So, anyway, all right. It's a 723. We're 23 after 7. Game two tonight, again, 709 for the first pitch. Ed Ward, I'm with you. I think it's a must win for, for Houston. Now, I mean, mathematically, we know it's not. No, it's not, but they, they need to get this one uh, before they hit the road and go to Atlanta. Yeah, don't I, I drop mean, two at home. No, I don't think. You, That's a bad deal. I don't think you can. That is a bad, bad deal. And, you know, it's it's not over, over, but no. it, it puts you in a difficult position. Yeah. I mean, there. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It, it puts you in a uh, – well, it, 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 then you start – you you change the way you do things. Well, it changes the way you manage the game, and it changes the way Atlanta manages the game because they can they can do some different things as well. And I know they're big leaguers, and I know they're professionals. Do they press when they're down two? Oh yeah, there, I don't think that's yeah. human nature, yeah, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And in the game of baseball, you can't press. When you do, bad things happen. All right, here and I haven't read over this, so we're going to do this on the fly. Tim on the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, I don't think baseball games are too long. I think the idea of being too long comes from the the networks wanting to get more games on TV to generate more money. And, look, I understand it's about money. He's right. Yeah. We all know money drives everything the networks do. And you're 100% on everything you just said there, Tim. And I get it. I mean, you know, and I know they want to get back to programming, and I know they want to get other spots. I get all that. But, man, alive, quit trying to change the way, you know, the game is played. It's the game's fine. Well, I think it is. I mean, it, it, again, I I don't like changing. You know how many times you can go to the mound. Uh, I don't like changing how long a pitcher has to be out there and who he has to face. I, I I just don't think that that's that's the way the game was meant to be played. You know, earlier this week, I think I think Monday we were talking about the rule changes and should there be rule changes when it comes to to high school and college overtime and. You know, talking to some guys, uh, you know, uh, you, you find out that, yeah, I mean, like when Texas A&M played LSU and it went, what, seven overtime, something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was difficult physically on the players when they were getting into that fifth and sixth and seventh overtime. So if it's a health issue, yeah, you take a look at something. But if it's just because you're, you know, you you want to go eat dinner or something, <laughs> no, uh, leave it alone. 
and that's kind of my point with baseball. I mean, leave the game alone. I think the game is just fine. All right, 726. We're uh, 26 after 7 o'clock. Coming up next, we are going to uh, be joined by Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We'll get into some college football conversation. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Our 7 o'clock hour is brought to you by Versalit. I beg your pardon. No, it's not. It is brought to you by our good friends over in the uh, Central Texas marketplace. We're talking about Good Feet, where you can get a free art support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace near Cabela's. The Bears are back in action and back in Big 12 play this Saturday, hosting the Texas Longhorns in Waco. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff. It's the Bears and the Longhorns this Saturday. And you can hear John, JJ, and Ricky call all the action right here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Atlanta jumped on Framber Valdez for five runs on eight hits on their way to a 6-2 win over the Astros in Game 1 of the World Series. Game 2 tonight in Houston just after 7 o'clock. Luka Doncic led the way with 26 points as the Mavericks won their home opener 116-106 over the Rockets. Houston falls to 1-3 with the loss. The Mavericks are now 2-1. It took overtime for the Lakers to beat the Spurs 125-121. Jakob Pertl dropped in 27 in the losing cause as the Spurs are now 1-3. The Mickey Collin era of Baylor women's basketball starts tonight with an exhibition at the Farrell Center against AM Commerce. Tip off at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, from the Allen Samuel Studios. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan Jayaraja from CBS Sports.com. Central Texas. Have you ever- 
I want to know if you've ever seen the rain. Well, just step outside. 7.30, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us. Drive safely on your way to work or school this morning. Shehan, uh, I was just looking at the color weather radar. It, it's going to rain for about another hour, and then we'll be in good shape. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, it's funny. I was actually up a little late last night. I'm up in the Metroplex, and, uh, yeah, we got the, the circling wind. We got the, the heavy rain, and I was just like, you know what? It's time to go to bed. I'm not dealing with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we talk football, I want to know, are, are you a baseball guy? Are you a big baseball nut? You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I kind of grew up more of a basketball and football guy. I got you. Well, we were, we were just debating and talking about the length of baseball games. and anyway, So, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another day. All right, let, let's start with, with the, the, the dominoes again. They're dropping again. Southern Miss moving over to the Sun Belt. Is this going to be – I mean, where does this end? What's the process, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I think that at the moment, uh, you know, the Sun Belt doesn't have to rush by any means, right? The Sun Belt can kind of decide who they want. Uh, obviously, Southern Miss is going to come in now. The rumors are uh, that, and reports are coming out, that Old Dominion might be next. And I'd imagine that if Old Dominion's coming, too, that means that Marshall is probably coming down the pipe, too. Because the big thing with Marshall is that uh, they're waiting – install a new president so they're going to be a little slower than some of the other schools but you know once you kind of have two go down I think it's probably going to be three pretty quick and it's going to put Conference USA in a pretty tough position. Any thought uh, you mentioned the Metroplex uh, there's a couple of programs obviously that are in the league that do not play football would, would do you think UTA would would entertain the idea of possibly bringing football back? I would be a little surprised, uh, especially at this point. I think the market in Texas is just so saturated right now. And there are so many, there's obviously so many schools that are moving up right now to Division One. You've got Texas A&M Commerce moving up to FCS. You've got Charleston State uh, moving up to FCS and now potentially being contacted at least about moving up to, to FBS. I, I just think that the market's really saturated right now. And if I'm UTA, I want to know that when I enter college football as you know in general that that's i have a place that makes sense for me and that that's kind of the flip side too is that i i do feel like for uta i mean i don't know if division one football is where they want to be you know I, I i don't know if uh even if they created a program if that's the best idea for them so i don't think that right now is the moment now never say never right i mean it's, it's football it's texas uta has a lot of aspirations as a university of course but I'd be surprised right the second if, if that's kind of right in the future. Texas Tech moves on from Matt Wells. And is there a short list of candidates on your mind? You mentioned uh, Metroplex teams, and there's a coach over at SMU that might be interested in that uh, job, or is he happy where he's at at SMU with Sonny Dykes? Yeah, to me, this is a this is a two-man race for this job. And if, if both those guys say no, then you have that conversation, but it's between UTSA's Jeff Trailer and between SMU Sunny Dykes for me. So, with Trailer, for people who don't know, so he's a former Texas high school football coach, coaching legend, uh, won three state championships at Gilmer, and he has moved to the college level and done just a tremendous job in his two years at UTSA. He has them undefeated right now. He had them seven and five last year, which ties the best record in program history. So, I mean, he's somebody who that builds real quick. He is. 
the most popular man in Texas among Texas high school uh, football coaches. So, you know, he, he would immediately come in and add a whole ton of credibility, especially on the recruiting trail. Uh, and Sonny Dykes, I mean, Sonny Dykes is the son of great Texas Tech coach Spike Dykes. So there's a natural connection there. He, he grew up in Lubbock uh, for a lot of his life. He played baseball at Texas Tech. That's a place that he knows. And I know he has some affinity for But like you mentioned, I mean, I, I think that the thing that he has to sit back and think about is that, you know, SMU can generally probably keep up with Texas Tech money-wise when it comes to offering him salaries. So I don't think that's going to be the total deciding factor. And so, you know, for, for Sonny Dykes, I think he has to kind of sit back and think, you know, where, where I'm at right now, where I have the opportunity to build, I'm going to have a lot of long-term security. I know that I can be successful here because I've been successful. You know, is that worth kind of messing with to, to move to Texas Tech? It plays, again, that I, that I know that he likes a lot. So those would be the first two names on my list, and I, I think that they will be the first two names on Kirby Hokut's list. We, we were just talking about uh, programs moving and in, in, in things of that nature. How attractive is UTSA? As you point out, they, they got a program that's, that's rolling right now. They're in a great city in San Antonio, so it's a good television market. Are they an attractive uh, piece for uh, one of these conferences? Yeah, well, well, and they're moving to the American Athletic That's Conference right. in this next wave uh, with, with Conference USA, those Conference USA teams that are leaving. And so, you know, the big thing with UTSA that I think is a huge draw and I think made them a no-brainer choice for uh, for the American Athletic Conference once they kind of decided to do that expansion is I think that they've proven time and time again that they are willing to invest in their program. This is a program that only started playing college football back in 2011. I mean, they were what you kind of talk about with UTA. I mean, that's basically what UTSA was kind of thinking, right? They're like, let's come in. You know, we got this great stadium in the Alamo Dome that kind of doesn't play consistent football. We want to be able to use that facility. Uh, we want to be able to raise the profile of our university. And they've done a tremendous job of doing that. Uh, and, and so I think that. If you're a conference and you see, okay, they've got these brand new facilities that just opened up this year, where they're, you know, they've, they've got this football operations center that they've never had before. They're building out. They're, you're kind of buying low in a lot of ways, uh, and this is a program that I think in a couple of years could be really, really special uh, in terms of what they invest, the fan base that they're building up, and I mean, obviously, San Antonio loves football, and uh, you know, UTSA is really in a lot of ways the football team of San Antonio. I know that they're undefeated, but Kansas giving them everything they wanted. Is OU teetering right now? Are they broken a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of us thought that uh, that after they made the quarterback change, and, and for me it was adding that quarterback run game component that maybe some of that stuff would be fixed. But the funny thing about it, right, is it's like, you look at that Texas game and what happened in the first half, like a lot of that stuff was pretty fluky. You know, that you have the 75 yard touchdown on the first play of the game. You have a blocked punt setting up another touchdown. Like Texas jumped out to a huge lead without having to do all that much on offense. Whereas with Kansas, it was very much, they're taking it to them play to play, drive to drive offensively and defensively and in, in the trenches on both sides. And that's, I, I don't know the last time that Kansas did that to any team. And I'm including like FCS teams. <laughs> it's been that long. So, I mean, I, I think that there's something going on right now at Oklahoma. I, I don't know, you know, whether it's a depth issue. I mean, certainly with the freshman quarterback, I think there's going to be issues, but that wasn't even really quite it. Uh, they just don't look like they're playing quite together right now. They don't look like they're totally on the same page, which is something I didn't expect because they did bring back uh, a decent amount of talent on both sides of the ball. Now, 
they're about to head into their tougher stretch of the season. Not not this week. They play Texas Tech this week, who's going to be playing with an interim head coach. But they get the three other kind of really good teams in the Big 12 in the final month of the season, playing against Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. So they, they're running out of time. They're going to lose games against those teams if they don't pull things together. So I, I think that all of us have seen and know that Oklahoma has another gear that they can hit. I'm starting to wonder if they're going to, though. When you uh, – and I'm going to keep you in the Big 12 for just a second. Uh, when you look at Baylor and Texas, uh, this continues this, – this could be another resume builder for the Bears uh, on, on Saturday. No question. I mean, I think that the big thing with Texas is that we know what they can accomplish on the offensive side of the ball. We know how dynamic they can be. They have one of the best running backs in all of college football, John Robinson. They have a great play caller in Steve Sarkeesian. So I think it's going to be a great challenge for the Baylor defense to kind of be able to keep them in check. And I think it's also going to be interesting to see the Baylor offense really go against another great offense because that's something we actually haven't really seen this season. We haven't seen a team that's going to kind of force them to score in a hurry and going to force them to kind of control the game. You know, so I think it's going to be a really good uh, challenge for this team. I expect that Baylor is the better team. I think that they're going to be able to do some nice things against Texas' defensive line. Uh, but, but you know, the other thing too, right, I mean, I think that we kind of saw it with Pitt this past weekend, right? Pitt played against Clemson, and even though it's not quote-unquote Clemson, when you beat some of these brand-name teams, people start to believe just a little bit more. And I think that, uh, you know, back in 2019 when Baylor went and crushed Texas on their home field, it really helped give them some credibility to jump them up into that top 10 conversation in the polls. And I think that a win over Texas would potentially do the same thing here. Is the most interesting game for you Michigan-Michigan State this weekend? Man, there's, there's a lot of really good games, and I do think that that one probably is at the top of the list, mostly because – these two teams haven't really played anybody as yet. And so I'm really curious to kind of see, you know, because Michigan State last year really, really struggled as a team. They only went two and five. Well, you know, now they're, now they're seven and no. Now they're undefeated. Now they're taking care of business. They've looked pretty good while doing it with a couple of shaky moments. And so I'm curious to see, is this real? You know, it was this just a soft schedule to start? Or is this a, you know, a really good football team that can compete with teams in the trenches and, and cause issues for a team like Michigan? You know, I, I think that in the flip side for that, right, is that Michigan, they've been one of the most efficient offensive teams in college football this year, but it's mostly because nobody's been able to knock them off schedule. Will they make a quarterback change? That's something I'm curious to see. Will they be more dynamic in the passing game? I'm curious to see. So from that perspective, I mean, I, I think that this game in a lot of ways is going to, uh, I almost compared it to like, the Hunger Games, like, it's going to produce a winner from the state of Michigan. <laughs> and, and, like, the, the team that comes out of this game is going to be Ohio State's competition in the Big Ten. So I'm curious to see if they're up to the challenge. That's the line of the day right there, the Hunger Games. Uh, uh, let's, let's go – let's talk a little bit about Penn State for just a second. Hey, James Franklin says, hey, the, uh, the, the conversations about him going someplace else, not a distraction to his football team. Are you buying that? I think that it's a distraction. I don't think it's the biggest reason that they're struggling right now. I just think that they're not very good offensively. I think that's the bigger issue, right? Like, um, you know, Sean Clifford, their their quarterback, he had a pretty good start to the season, but since suffering an injury in the middle of that Iowa game has not quite looked the same. And I think that we just kind of saw that last week. You know, I mean, I think that when you're there and overtime number five struggling to get three yards into the end zone i don't i don't think it's because james franklin's coming up for other jobs i think it's because 
you're not able to run the ball or you're not able to block at the level that you need to or your quarterback's not accurate enough with it, with this injured shoulder that, I've, that he's supposed to have. Like, I, I think that there's just a lot of reasons that Penn State's struggling right now. And same sort of deal. I mean, I kind of mentioned it with the two Michigan schools. They were bolstered uh, early on by a pretty light schedule. I mean, they played Auburn. That was a really good win for them. But, uh, but you know, I, I think that they jumped up to number five, number four, number three, because nobody else had really played anybody, and they played Auburn, you know. And so I think that maybe they just started off a little overranked as well. But I, I just think that they are pretty structurally unsound on the offensive side of the ball. They, they just don't. They can't run the ball, and I think that it's really hard to be able to generate consistent offense when you can't do that. Is there anybody that should be on upset watch this weekend? You know, it's it, the funny thing about this weekend is that there are so many games that are like projected to be close that that I think uh, you know that that I think there aren't a lot of quote unquote upset opportunities. But you know, one that I'll point to in the state of Texas is this SMU Houston game. I think is going to be really really interesting. This is this is kind of Houston's first big test. SMU obviously an unranked team, and same deal for SMU. I mean, they they played. The funny thing about it is that like they played TCU, and TCU has kind of aged out obviously and doesn't look quite as good right now i'm really curious to see kind of what they're able to do and and i think that whoever wins this game is going to have a chance to go and play for the american athletic conference championship against cincinnati so this is a huge game i think in the state and i think it's going to be a game uh you know for smu i'd assume that they're going to be pretty motivated after getting left out of the big 12 uh during this round of realignment and I want to get one final thought, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll cut you loose. I, we we've held you a little longer than we normally do, and I appreciate your time. Uh, the uh, the senior bowl. I, I I read where the senior bowl is going to add a cup a, a off the field element where they're going to help guys with evaluation and basically help guys in 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 the in the pro football aspect of it. it this is this is the sign of the times, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that that's smart of them. I think that's great of them to do. And I think, you know, you have so many players coming out right now who, you know, just aren't they, – they don't know how to, I guess, kind of position themselves in the league. And the funny thing about being an NFL player, right, is that it is a brutal, brutal life. Like, because you think about the Tom Brady's who's sitting there for 15 years and getting a consistent salary, but a lot of these guys kind of – need to be able to move quickly, need to be able to sit at the end of benches. So I, I think that anything that the senior bowl can do to help continue to prepare players to, to play at that level and, and uh, also prepare players for the grind of what's about to come, I think is, is huge. I mean, that's one of the reasons, right, that this game is so relevant is because uh, it gives players a chance to work with NFL coaching staff, it gives players a chance to be seen. And, and I think that anything more that they can do to help prepare players is going to be great for them. Shayhan, what are you uh, what are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, we got uh, we actually have a feature going up today on Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker the third, so that should be exciting up at CBSSports.com. As always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. That is Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Seven forty-five, and uh, we are brought to you this morning by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business at two hundred one West Loop three forty. Come by and check out the most prestigious Jeep. We're talking about the all new twenty twenty one Jeep Grand Cherokee L. You can also check out the Grand Cherokee, uh, the uh, most awarded SUV ever, and of course. 
the Ram truck, the 1500 quad cab Lone Star Edition, just some of the great vehicles available for you at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff waiting on you right now. They got an umbrella. They'll uh, they'll, they'll visit with you right now at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You want to take a look online? You can certainly do that at allensamuelsdcj.com. If you got a question, they've got an answer. 772-1000. That's Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Would you like to make an impact on the lives of children by helping build a strong foundation for their education? A degree or certificate through McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Program can put you on the path to a rewarding career in the teaching field. Start your career while continuing to take classes that can apply to a bachelor's degree. Find out how to get started today at mclennan.edu or contact us at 254-299-8786. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Looking for the perfect home to rent? Shamrock Property Management offers quality houses, townhomes, and duplexes for lease in the greater Waco area. Whether you're looking for a low-maintenance duplex or an executive home with plenty of space or something in between, Shamrock Property Management can help you find just the perfect place to call home. Let their dedicated team help you locate a rental home that fits both your lifestyle and budget. Learn more at shamrockmgt.com. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. Ian and Claire, tell them where. CMCAutoGroup.com Say habla espanol. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Atlanta jumped on Framber Valdez for five runs on eight hits on their way to a 6-2 win over the Astros in Game 1 of the World Series. Game 2 tonight in Houston just after 7 o'clock. Luka Doncic led the way with 26 points as the Mavericks won their home opener 116-106 over the Rockets. Houston falls to 1-3 with the loss. The Mavericks are now 2-1. It took overtime for the Lakers to beat the Spurs 125-121. Jakob Pertl dropped in 27 in the losing cause as the Spurs are now 1-3. The Mickey Collin era of Baylor women's basketball starts tonight with an exhibition at the Ferrell Center against AM Commerce. Tip off at 7 o'clock. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. got the theme today we're an hour into the program i just got it no i'm kidding oh it's a 750 away from eight be careful on your way to work or school this morning tom and ward this is game time here on espn central texas as we roll along on a wednesday morning hump day middle of the week let's uh let's talk ward about uh, this uh this Baylor and Texas matchup. Again, it's an 11 o'clock kick, so we begin at 7 a.m. out in Touchdown Alley with uh, Game Day Live. And then uh, the uh, then at 9 o'clock, it's network pregame. And uh, and then at 11 o'clock, it, it'll be the game, Baylor and Texas. And uh, Baylor enters at 6-1, and 3-1 and one in the league. Texas at 4-3, and 2-2 two and two in the conference. And, and where – and here we go, back to – the summer where everybody, you know, had uh, Oklahoma one and Texas two. Did, does it still does, if does it feel like if Baylor wins, it's an upset, or are they supposed to win because a they're better and b this game is at home? Yeah, I, I, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I am, I, and and I think that Baylor should be favored in this game because they're playing better right now. They're, I mean, they're in the top twenty right now, so. You would think that, you know, if if Texas comes into McLean Stadium at this point, where we're at in the season, that if, if they're able to get the W, that that's that's an upset, uh, and I, I don't see any other way around it. I, I mean, agree. Baylor should be favored in this game, and they should win this game. Everybody says they're better. The polls say they're better. Well, they do. Uh, yeah. Their record says they're better. In the right, re- you are who your record says you are. Well, and, and they're playing better right now. Yeah, and. and and they're 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 playing better and they're playing more consistent. Now that doesn't mean that Texas doesn't come in here and win. I mean, you know, again, I mean, this could be the game that Texas finds finds well, their footing. I mean, you never know, right? And again, we say it a million times: they all start zero zero, mm-hmm. and and those are just facts. I mean, you don't know how the game is going to unfold. You don't know what's going to transpire on on the field. You know, to to change the complexion of the game. But if you just look at this game. You would think that if Baylor continues to be as balanced as they've been in in the offensive game, and and they in the last couple of weeks they have gotten more balanced. I mean, uh, look, they can run it, they can throw it, uh, and they proved that. Uh, and they can control the line of scrimmage, and they proved that. And that's you know that's to me has been the huge huge thing for for Baylor. What have we all? What what has everybody said over the last several years? They got to get better. Where? Up front, yeah, up front, up mm-hmm. front. What well, heck they are? I mean, <laughs> they are. Uh, uh, now, I'll say this: Texas has uh, a, a pretty good running game, and, and you know we'll, we'll see how that goes. And, and Dave Aranda makes no bones about it. Uh, Bijan Robinson is going to be the best running back that the Bears' defense has faced this season. The, the running back's the best one we've seen. I feel that way, and we've we've played some good ones. Um, and so that's no disrespect to any of the guys prior, but I think um, um, we're going to face a, a really good one. But then I think, you know, their, their throw game and their shots and their ability to get chunk plays, I think, is what separates them, um, especially early in games. And so they've been able to get jumps on people because of, 
you know, the play selection, scripting, shot plays, chunk plays. And so I think um, the run game fits within that. Um, I, but I think their, um, you know, um, their ability to uh, be as explosive as they are, I think really sets them apart. And so it's a, it's a challenge. You know, I think O-line-wise, they're big. They move you. Receiver-wise, especially on the perimeter, uh, Z and X, they can um, they can stretch and make contested catches. Quarterback's been improving. So there's no question they've got a running game. There's no question that Texas can probably move the football. How do you stop that? Well, maybe your offense helps your defense by controlling the line of scrimmage and, and keeping control of the football and long, sustained drives. Uh, yeah, you want to keep their offense on the sidelines mm-hmm. with that running back. There's There's no reason to – Put yourself in a situation where you have to try to corral him for 60 minutes of a ball game. I mean, it, it, that's that's what you want to be able to do is is move the ball, move the chains, and get some sustained drives and, and, and eat up that clock. And if you do, good things will happen for you. You have to be, you know, when you get in the red zone, you have to score touchdowns and not field goals. Well, the Bears do a couple of things uh, really well on the offensive side. Number one, they average about seven and a half yards a, game, a play. That's third in the country. Uh, uh, it, 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 last time I checked, you, you put two of those together, you got a first down. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they don't get behind the chains very often. They've only given up five or six sacks uh, this season. So th- they're not playing with, with, with that stress of being behind the chains. So those are two very positive things. So we'll see how it goes. And, again, I, I can't wait, man. I, I, this is going to be fun. Uh, it is Saturday, 11 a.m. for the kick, and we will begin at 7 a.m. with uh, with uh, Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. That will be coming up Saturday morning, 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a 7.56. John Morse has got more on everything that's going on in the wide world of Baylor sports. This is the Baylor Sports Beat program for Wednesday on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, plus Baylor women's basketball on the floor in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. 
Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. Join us tonight live from Rudy's and hear from Baylor acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight beginning at 7. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Come join us beginning at 7 a.m. and hear from acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight beginning at 7 live from Rudy's and here on ESPN Central Texas. Meanwhile, Baylor women's basketball in action tonight on the floor in the Farrell Center. It's the exhibition opener for Coach Nikki Collin and the Baylor Bears versus Texas A&M Commerce. Coach Collin asked about her priorities through these two exhibition games. You know, sometimes what happens, um, you know, in practices is you have to play against each other all the time, and so it's the first time you really get to play together. We're not really in that situation. You know, we just added a walk-on to get to 10, and she doesn't really know any of our plays. So, you know, we, we've been playing kind of together um, all fall, you know, against our guys, um, you know, to really see how they, I think they connect um, the dots when um, – I, I just want to see how we read screens. I want to I see how, um, you know, from a conditioning perspective, I think every coach worries that you – especially with a short bench – um, controlling tempo and wanting to play fast and, and wondering how we're going to kind of weather um, those first signs of fatigue and how we play through them and, and things like that. So I think that's as much as anything, how we run up and down and, and control tempo and our conditioning. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball in action tonight, 7 o'clock tip time in the Farrell Center in their first of two exhibition games tonight versus Texas A&M Commerce. Also, Baylor's Nalissa Smith named a first-team preseason All-American. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Waco Lions return to Waco ISD Stadium to host the Waxahachie Indians this Friday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me for the Lions and the Indians. Our coverage begins with the pregame show at 7. We'll have a kickoff at 7.30. After the game, it's the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waxahachie and Waco right here on your home for Waco Lions football, ESPN Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com.
Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Couple of minutes after eight. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us this morning. Our uh, eight o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company, and they are currently hiring for hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. If you uh, need a job, seventeen bucks an hour or more. You can apply at seventy six zero one Imperial Drive. At seventy six zero one Imperial Drive. All right, high school football. There are a lot of big games. I, I love the, this uh, these last couple of weeks. Ward. Not only are teams playing to get in, but uh, a lot of teams are playing for for positioning, seating. Hey, we don't want to be three because that makes us match up with X over in the other. Di- so there's a lot of cool games that are going on, but none bigger in my opinion. Then West and Grandview, and that is coming up Friday night. Uh, uh, David Wooder's team taking on on Grandview, and I think this has the makings to be just a terrific game. West eight and zero, four and zero in the district. Grandview eight and one overall, five and zero in the district. So uh, this this to me has th- th- this screams seven three eight D one Region two champion. No, there, I I think it does. There's no doubt that whoever gets this should be in in the driver's seat and have that district championship wrapped up uh, and, and look i i think both teams are going to make a run mm-hmm. i mean there's no doubt and you may see those two teams looking each other in the eye again down the road would you like to see <clears throat> excuse me would you like to see because right now it, it it i'll be honest it bothers me that 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 there's four teams in playoffs i know what what the standard line is from from the the folks in Austin Hey, we get to let more kids participate. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Uh, you know, stop. Are we watering down our playoffs with four teams um, in each in each district? Probably a little bit. I mean, I I think so. I mean, you've, you you're going to have a couple of teams out there that are one win under their belt, mm-hmm. and they're going to be in the playoffs. You're going to you know, the last couple of years we've had an zero and ten team make it into the playoffs, um, and so I I I don't I don't think that that's good in a, in a lot of cases. More than than not, that that by district game is is a foregone conclusion, but there is has been some upsets over the past. So, you know, one district's just better than the other district, and so that, that it happens. Um, yeah, it's probably watered down a little bit, but I don't I don't know, I don't know that you can go any other direction. I don't think that only taking that you know years ago it was just the district champions mm-hmm. the only one that got in the playoffs and and you know you blink the playoffs are over you're at the state championship which is okay 
but there are some really good teams that get left out in that occasion. No, I, I was fine when they went to the two-team format because I do believe that there's a there's teams out there that are worthy and, and that have the ability to win a championship uh, from that second-place spot that maybe just didn't play particularly well one, one night and, and got left out. Uh, it didn't win their way in. I was fine with two teams. When he got, I just I have a hard I, time, and I'm fine with it. Four teams because the time by the time you get to the second week of the playoffs, it's game on. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's let's reward excellence. Let's reward. So when 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 this game is settled Friday night, mm-hmm. and one of these teams, Western Grandview's the, the district champion. Other than a gold trophy, what do they get? Well, you get the you you get a good seed, and you get to head into the playoffs as the number one seed in in the in the district. Shouldn't to me, there should be a a clear cut. Here's here the district champion host a playoff, the first round playoff game. Well, they do in six A. Yeah, the, right. But the other five, they don't. Uh, you you know, you go play in a neutral site. Just like you would, unless you flip a coin. Well, I, I get it. I'm saying we should. There should be a steadfast rule. There's, there's. To, for me, the reward for winning the the championship and and and, a, and rewarding excellence, which first place is is you know you're you're the champion. Mm-hmm. That's rewarding excellence. I would like to see them say all first place teams host that first round playoff game. Two and three, you can go play at a neutral site. Plus it helps it would help with the with finding sites to play because that's always an issue in the first round, sometimes in the first couple of rounds. Uh so let's make number four go play at number one in all six classifications. You could do that. At least you have something incredibly tangible uh for winning a championship. And that's just my opinion. I I, I just think that there should be more to it than hey you're the number one seed, uh, hey here's a gold trophy enjoy. I look you win you're at home for round one. Well, and the reason why they don't do that and they do do it in six A six A is a little bit more comparable from one to four, and so you're looking at you know a lot of times that those situations it it does give the district champion a little bit of an advantage over number four that you may not have if you go on the road. In the lower classifications, one versus four is those matchups that we were talking about a while ago that it's probably a foregone conclusion no matter where you play that ball game. And so letting them play at home, it's even worse. You're not going to have an upset, which you probably aren't anyway. And so that's probably what they're thinking of. Hey, let's, let's give that other team at least – something to hang on to they're not going into the lion's den of whoever's home field it is let let it be a neutral site so maybe something can happen which it probably won't anyway so i think that that's the thought process could be of why they don't do that you want to stay out of the lion's den don't finish fourth i mean yeah. i mean that's that's my opinion well and, and there you go again you know there's there's some 14 districts out there that yep. it just can't be helped no i get it but i mean uh, overall, that's I, I think there's got to be a reward for a champion, and, and that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, let's see what else is going on. You, you talking about seating? Conley and Gatesville uh, are playing over at uh, McCamey Stadium. I think that's got seating implications uh, uh, to it. Uh, Troy and Rockdale are both two and two in district. That should be fun. Uh, let's see. 
Holland at 3-1, and one, coming off a big win over Rosebud Lot last week. They're taking on Bruce Valetti, and uh, that, again, is they're looking for seeding in, in, some, in, that, uh, in that football game. So, uh, Bosqueville at, looking to bounce back. They got Toler. That's going to be another challenge for uh, Clint Xander's football team. So Toler playing very well They right are now. playing very well right now. And so, from a scheduling standpoint, I mean, you come off of one game and uh, off that Crawford game and bounce right into the to the Toler game. So, uh, you know, that, that'll be interesting to see how the Bulldogs respond when they take on Toler. So, La Vega off the win over Heritage. Uh, they they take on uh, they take on Alvarado and boy you gotta like the way that uh, Don Hyde's team is going right now uh, coming off that win over over Heritage so there's a lot of fun games a lot of good games and a lot of games that uh, with uh, championship implications and seeding implications on the line that's just a handful of them so uh, get out and see some high school football uh, real quick uh, let's talk about the Cowboys the Cowboys at uh, uh, t- or uh, or take it on the Minnesota Vikings. Does does Dak play and should Dak play? Yeah, he plays. I I think um, I don't know how hundred percent he'll be. Um, that's just going to be a, a, a what you see at game time. But I I don't think that there's any way they they can keep him off the field. Um, Hide his helmet, right? Yeah. <laughs> should he play if he's not a hundred percent? Yeah, I don't I don't know if, if I. You're sitting at five and one. The Vikings are at three and three. Mm-hmm. You're on the road at Minnesota. Maybe not. Maybe you hold him out. But do you? Does Cooper Rush have enough in the tank to get you a win on the road? And I say no. He doesn't. I mean, if you're going to hold Dak out, you might as well just concede that there's a good possibility we lose this football game because I don't have the confidence that Cooper Rush can get you a W. And, and that's I look. I said that all the way back to training camp that you should have a veteran quarterback sitting behind Dak just in case something goes wrong and he has to miss a week or maybe two, you need to roll somebody out there that can get you a win. Cowboys don't have that in their locker room right now. They just don't. So probably he plays whether he's 100% or not. Here's my deal. and No one really is 100% right now. You're six games into the season. Everybody's got nicks and bruises and blah, blah, blah. If you If he does not have – if he has an opportunity to extend the injury – uh, where it's even longer than than you sit him, yeah. But but if 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 you're if if he's not going to hurt himself any more than what he is, he's got to play. I mean, you got seventeen of these. Go win, and, and it's now. Yeah, so. I I agree. But I mean, I, I I do again. If you have anybody other than Cooper Rush, if you got somebody that you feel like can go out and win you a game, he doesn't play this game. He just doesn't unless he's a hundred percent. Well, they don't, and, and they don't have that. So he's probably going to be rolled out there. And hopefully he doesn't hurt it worse because if he hurts it, look, if Dak goes down, game over. Season's over. And management and coaches and trainers all are, are, are acutely aware sure of, are. of that. They're not going to put him in a position no. to where this is a three-week, four-week, five-week situation and, and just destroy your season. They're and, not and, going to. And, look, that may be the process of the thought for the Cowboys going into this is why they did not go out and get a veteran quarterback and spend the money on a veteran quarterback because it doesn't matter who it is. If Dak goes down, season over for the Cowboys. No doubt. Here's Jerry Jones uh, talking about Dak Prescott. So much of that will depend upon how he feels and how he's, uh, uh, how he's uh, uh, basically giving you feedback 
answer is uh, uh, you certainly would measure uh, how to uh, uh, play a game uh, with the idea in mind that it could uh, give you a lot of games in the future. That's pretty easy. Uh, the, the big point would be uh, uh, how a rush, for instance, uh, how he's doing. And uh, that uh, expect him to uh, be uh, really effective in practice. Uh, and uh, so if you're feeling good about that, that's another way to look at it. I, I think if you dissect what the heck what, did he just say? What you just heard was, hey, Cooper Rush has got to perform in practice, and Dak's got to be honest with us and tell us whether he's hurting, and we got to figure out whether or not this injury can be extended. I think that's what I got out of that uh, that that uh, that quote from Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a seven twenty something kick. Who knows after after we do it? It's I, I, are you a fan of the? I know that there are the Cowboys. But man, waiting to six, seven p, seven twenty p.m. on Sunday night, sure tough. No, I like it. Do you? I, I like the primetime game with the Cowboys being the Sunday night game or Monday night. Yeah, I, I, I really do like that. Ooh, see, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a three twenty five. Let's get it done, kind of guy, and Mm-mm. and move on, get ready for next week. All right. So our broadcast will begin Sunday night at six o'clock right here on your Cowboy station for the Heart of Texas, ESPN Central Texas. And you know, I just, man, never mind. I was going to say. Those important games, those fun games, they're right here. We got them. Uh, 8-14, 14 minutes after 8 o'clock. And uh, we are rolling along here on a Wednesday. It is time to get the uh, latest news and notes on the Cowboys. And we'll also check your weather forecast. The weather this morning is brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925, 6101 Bosque Boulevard. Check them out at whvfamily.com. Time for the Cowboy Update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Guard Zach Martin addresses the what-if scenario of Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott. You'll hear from Zach after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. The Cowboys are back at practice installing the game plan for Sunday at the Vikings, and we're still not sure how much Dak Prescott will practice this week because of a strained calf. All-Pro guard Zach Martin, who missed five games last year with a calf injury, admits that it's not exactly next man up if backup quarterback Cooper Rush has to take over for Dak. Yeah, I think you'd be lying if you said, hey, if, if your starter doesn't play, that means you just go out there and play like you have. I think, especially up front, put a little more on us to kind of keep the run game going, keep the pressure off him and not not be in those third and long situations where they can tee off. So um, definitely kind of just tighten, tighten the screws across the board. 
Don't be surprised if DAC is listed as limited participation following today's practice. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. This is the Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clearing skies today and cooler conditions. It'll also be very windy. We've got a wind advisor in effect all day long. Highs top out at 76 degrees. Breezy with clear skies tonight, 53 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Again, a cool day and a windy day and a high of only 73. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. This Saturday, the Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni from Touchdown Alley. Join us as we preview the Bears and the Horns. We'll have special guests and a whole lot of fun. It's Baylor in Texas, and it's this Saturday morning at 7, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back in. This is game time. 18 minutes after 8, Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up Saturday, it's the Bears and the Longhorns at 11 o'clock kick. And uh, our pregame, as we mentioned, begins at 7 a.m., bright and early out in Touchdown Alley. We're joined now on the program by Roger Wallace from KXAN-TV and, and the uh, Texas Longhorn Radio Network. Roger, good morning, man. I know you worked last night. I appreciate your time this morning. No problem. We got that uh, whatever system blew through here this morning, so we're all good. <laughs> we're getting it right now uh, as it kind of winds down uh, th- this morning. Hey, Roger, talk a little bit about about the, the transition uh, at quarterback and how that has changed with Thompson at the quarterback spot, how that uh, has changed the offense over the last couple of weeks? Well, uh, initially, Tom, it, it looked like, you know, obviously a, a genius move. And uh, lately it's been a bit of a struggle. Uh, the TCU game, they won, and Casey Thompson made a couple of plays, but primarily on the legs of, of Bijan Robinson uh, and some timely defensive plays. And then Oklahoma State, another struggle for for Thompson, still right in position to win, leading uh, by double figures. But uh, I think a lot of people wonder what if Thompson had been the starter against Arkansas and Card had come in at the end. And y- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, he came in and, and he did some things, and then he was set up pretty well because of the schedule. Uh, now, he's shown flashes of brilliance. 
I think he's a more vocal uh, leader. I think he's a more natural leader. So those things, he's. Uh, I think Card is a good runner. Thompson's a good runner. Uh, but he just has a little more uh, outward confidence. And obviously the numbers were big, but there's been uh, two of the last three uh, have not been uh, great for him. So we'll see what happens now with this tough start going to, to Waco and then Ames. Talking with Roger Wallace uh, from the Longhorn Radio Network. Roger Bijan Robinson, uh, clearly the best running back that Baylor will have faced. What are his strengths? What are his his attributes? Yeah, he makes you miss right off the bat. Uh, that first that first defender often is left shaking their head. He's he's got some great wiggle. He's he's big, and you don't think maybe he's got uh, the the agility, the the quickness, but he does. And then he's just it's just great instincts. I think. I think people that watch football know sometimes you just see a back and they're a little different. Uh, and he's that, uh, you know, he's not the fastest guy on the field. He's not the biggest guy on the field, but uh, he does all the things really well. And when the offensive line's playing well, that, you know, it's a compliment thing. Arkansas, he struggled, they struggled. Uh, and he's a good receiver out of the backfield. So uh, he's the, he's the real deal. He touched it, you know, over 30 times against uh, TCU and Gary Patterson, uh, made some comments that were kind of odd, talking about how another team handles their backs. But for the for the most part, he's been, you know, a, a eighteen to twenty five uh, touches a game guy. On the defensive side, is consistency the most thing the Horns are looking for right now? Yeah, they, you know, they're, they're giving up over two hundred yards a, a game on the ground, and and they've been gassed the last two weeks. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about, uh, you know, Caleb Williams coming in in the OU game, and certainly he gave him a spark, but, you know, 66 of those yards he accounted for were on a fourth down and one run. Uh, you know, he took to the house, and then Kennedy Brooks just gashed him in the second half. And then the same thing happened with Jalen Warren uh, in the second half of the Oklahoma State game. Part of that was the offense couldn't stay on the field. They had, you know, they had like two yards in their last seven possessions after scoring that, that last touchdown. Uh, they'd like to get more of a pass rush. Uh, they have about 15 sacks as a team. But, you know, the run game has hurt them, and, and they know they're going to face another good one Saturday, another good one next Saturday, and, you know, and so on. Leads in the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State game. How, how has losing those leads affected this football team? Yeah, that's all they talk about, Tom, is, is you know, Tom, Steve Sarkeesian, yeah, I did it. I said almost said Tom. Steve Sarkeesian said uh, on Monday, uh, both Mondays since they played Oklahoma State, you know, it's it's as much mental as physical right now because for some reason they're not the same team. Now Oklahoma was a little bit different, lost the lead, got it back, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the uh, the late touchdown. Oklahoma State, it was just a slow burn at the end. They took that 24-13 lead with. I mean, they had 24 points with 11.43 to go in the third. That was the most Oklahoma State had allowed all season. And so they still basically have a half of football to go and, and didn't score another point. So that was the one that really sticks out. Oklahoma, there was some back and forth. Uh, they jumped out to that crazy first quarter 28-point uh, performance. They give up 25 in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the Oklahoma State was, they never could get, they never get any traction offensively after things started to slip away when they had, you know, chance after chance. Is it more of the offense not being able to put a game away, or is it the defense not being able to hold ground? Yeah, I think in the Oklahoma State case, this is on the offense. Uh, defense got the ball back enough times uh, for them to, to do something. 
and then they just kept running out on the field. You know, it was three and out, three and out. Uh, not to mention there was a pick six in there that really changed the game because Texas is in position to go score uh, and, and extend a, a double-figure lead. So I don't, I don't think you put Oklahoma State on the defense because they had absolutely no help. Uh, but they've had their share. Uh, you know, certainly Oklahoma uh, was a case where the defense uh, just kept getting gashed. So uh, it's been complimentary when they won, and unfortunately for Texas, complimentary uh, in the last two ball games when they lost. Big game for both teams, obviously. Uh, in your opinion, what what does this what does this one come down to? Well, it sounds simple, Tom, but uh, you know, fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Texas didn't take a meaningful snap in the fourth quarter until the TCU game. When you think about the two non-conference wins and the loss at Arkansas, those games are over after the third quarter. Suddenly they played fourth quarter games since then. And obviously they did a great job of putting the game away against TCU after giving up that, that 99 yard drive and then didn't do it in the fourth quarter of the last two games. So, you, you know, easy money says if you're looking for a key, it's, what team will make those plays in the fourth quarter Saturday? It, what is the feeling around Austin right now with with Stark? Is it more of, hey, we know this is a process that it's going to take some time, or were expectations way too high for him coming in to his first year? I would almost say yes and yes. Um, you know, fans knew. First of all, you're breaking in not just a new quarterback, but – you know, neither had taken a, a meaningful snap in the game until the second half of the Alamo Bowl with Casey Thompson, and then he doesn't win the job. Uh, and so I think there the expectations were tempered a little bit. They had a lot to replace on defense. They patched it up with some with some grad transfers. And then after Arkansas, they said, okay, they, you know, that, that, they just got blindsided. That was the perfect storm. Uh, in Fayetteville, and they got it rolling a little bit, hang 70 on tech, and probably could have scored uh, a lot more, uh, get by TCU and jump out to the big lead. So all of a sudden, everybody gets excited. And now, you know how everybody is now. You know, the patience is thin. And so, you know, things get away from them here in the next two weeks. It's going to be like every other high-profile program. There's going to be grumbling. Roger, always a pleasure, man. I, I really do appreciate you you, uh, you you doing this for us this morning, and I uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Roger Wallace from KXAN. He's the uh, color analyst on the uh, Texas Longhorn broadcast, along with uh, Craig White. Uh, it is uh, 827. We are 27 after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Stephen Simcox from Locked on Horn Frogs podcast joins us next here on ESPN. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long 
story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Great food and hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe in Robinson. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burrito, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. The daily lunch special includes free dessert. Or check out the world-famous Rocket Burger with two one-third pound patties and all the fixings. The Friday Night Lights all-you-can-eat catfish special is just what fans enjoy on their way to the home games. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. Ian and Claire, tell them where. Say habla espanol. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Guys trying to get ahead of the holiday gift buying but are a little short on cash? Morrison's Gifts has your solution. You can lay away any gift purchase by paying a third now, a third in November, and a third in December. At Morrison's, they feature gifts you'll love, like John Hart bags and accessories, Consuela purses and totes, candles, jewelry, and much more. They offer gift baskets for any budget and, as always, free gift wrapping. Delivery is also available, and they ship anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills next to Jason's Deli. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. 
Atlanta jumped on Framber Valdez for five runs on eight hits on their way to a 6-2 win over the Astros in game one of the World Series. Game two tonight in Houston just after 7 o'clock. Luka Doncic led the way with 26 points as the Mavericks won their home opener 116-106 over the Rockets. Houston falls to 1-3 with the loss. The Mavericks are now 2-1. It took overtime for the Lakers to beat the Spurs 125-121. Jakob Pertle dropped in 27 in the losing cause as the Spurs are now 1-3. The Nikki Collin era of Baylor women's basketball starts tonight with an exhibition at the Ferrell Center against A&M Commerce. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. at 8.33. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. When I hear that, I think of Lindsey Nelson. I, I don't know why. Uh, 8.33. Welcome back into the program. Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs, the podcast joins us. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? Well, I'm good. I appreciate the intro. I wish they'd play that song more at the stadium, but you have to score to do that. They weren't doing a lot of that on Saturday, but uh, yeah, it's good. Tom, I want to say though, before we get going, yeah? um, I mean, we've always kind of known this, but goodness gracious, we're in the presence of a star. Like, has Waco ISD ever offered you to a, a private plane to the game? Like, my goodness, Ward's just, he's living a different lifestyle than us flying out to Alpine America. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when Ward cut his deal, he said, I do not I do not drive over 250 <laughs> miles. And they worked that into the deal. I mean, I, I saw it. I've, I've seen the contract, oh, Stephen. It's, it is amazing. Some of the thing, and then he has to have like wine and grapes on the on the trip home. I, I'm I'm a little perplexed. <laughs> I mean, know your worth, I guess. If they're willing to give it to you, yeah. If, if you can, if you can make that happen, that's absolutely wow. correct. Hey, hey Stephen, th- th- this frog team uh, on the road for the third time in four games, and they're playing a Kansas State team that's coming off a, a nice win. Uh, so they've got they've got a challenge ahead of them on Saturday. They do, and I mean, I think we'll find out probably in the first five or six minutes how this game might go because uh, a pretty embarrassing loss that TCU took to West Virginia at home. They're now three and four on the season. They turned the ball over three times, um, just had a lot of miscues. So at this point, I mean, there's still a chance to make a bowl game. you got to win three of your last five. you got a tough schedule ahead of you. Uh, but I, I just start to worry about a team that high expectations – you know, what's the effort level going to be now that it feels like you're not going to meet what you thought you would? Um, so I think it's pretty pivotal. Going up to K-State, playing a, a solidly coached team in Manhattan that's also struggling, but they did get that victory over Texas Tech um, in pretty remarkable fashion. So who comes out with more energy on Saturday? I think that'll be a big key in this one. Steven, we've seen Gary Patterson – go through the ups and downs and highs and lows with this program, but he's always able to pretty much bounce back uh, year in and year out and, and find a way to get it done. Does this year feel a little bit different with Gary Patterson that this thing might be spiraling for him, that he can't really catch it right now? It does. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about the struggles on defense all year, and that really didn't get fixed. Uh, last week, I mean, they were able to force some field goals in some key situations, and they played better in the second half, but overall, the West Virginia offense that had come in really struggling, uh, just kind of had their way moving up and down the field. Um, you know, I, w- I was actually there Saturday, and it was it was pretty rough team. Like, at the half-empty stadium, I think 
There's not a ton of energy around this program right now. And Gary's obviously a great coach. Like, you can't understate what he's done. Um, TCU's in the Power Five because of him. They're in the Big 12 because of him. He's won at a high level year in and year out. But this is kind of going on year four of flirting with a 500 record. And, um, I mean, they could certainly turn things around, but it doesn't seem too hopeful right now. So I just – I don't think we're we're there yet. I think he still has full support from the boosters, and they feel like he can figure this out. Um, but this is probably the longest they've gone, you know, over a three- or four-year stretch without really riding the ship in a significant way. And uh, it's it's starting to it's starting the writing's starting to get on the wall a little bit about about this team especially. I mean, they did not look good, and they they haven't really been able to aside from that win on the road and Lubbock against Texas Tech to put together uh, four quarters of football yet this year. You mentioned it's been three or four years since they played at that level. What, what's been the most significant difference in, in your opinion? Well, you know, the last couple seasons, it's really just been the offense wasn't clicking. And, I mean, the defense was kind of doing enough, um, but they couldn't score. So they were good for an upset or two, uh, and they beat the teams they they should beat, but they couldn't keep up with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Iowa State, some of the upper echelon teams in the Big 12. Um, I mean, this season's been really top to bottom, just kind of a mess. Like, they've had struggles on both sides of the ball. They've had a lot of injuries, and that's – you know, that's part of it. Of course, everybody does. They've been more banged up, I think, than most Big 12 teams. Um, but I think you had a you had a tough front-loaded schedule, right? Like, you played Oklahoma, Texas. You played a, an SMU team that's better than they've usually been, all in the span of about five weeks. Um, and the hope from a from a fan's perspective, I, I believe, was people thought, well, okay, they're 3-3. Three and three. They kind of got out of that. Now can you... Uh, turn things around against West Virginia and Kansas and K-State. Well, they dropped that first opportunity against West Virginia. So now you're staring at a record of three and four. And uh, I think things could uh, get ugly quick if they don't find a way to turn it around here in a hurry. Steven, do you think that this has anything to do with being able to pull in that big recruiting class that, that Gary Patterson or, – or has he if I just missed it? Because, you know, a lot of times you're, you're looking at – I know Max Duggan's played very well, but they haven't got that that big quarterback that a lot of people thought that you know they had for years that were excited about being behind center. And and over the past three or four years, they haven't had that guy. No quarterback development's been a big issue. I mean, Sean Robinson a few years back, uh, I'm sure you guys remember him at DeSoto. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the dude. That didn't work. Um, and then. You know, they had Max Duggan as a freshman. They brought in Alex Delton, who had been at K-State as a transfer. Duggan eventually won the job. And it, this is his third season. And, you know, I think the thing about Max is he's tough. He's a he's a good running quarterback. Um, he makes plays. He's a good leader. But the passing game has never really gotten better. Like, he's, he's still pretty inconsistent throwing the football. And, I mean, part of that, is I think, is just his ability. But I also feel like it, that's got to fall on the coaching staff, right? Like, you've had – a dude who is now two and a half years into being a starter. And, I mean, the two interceptions he threw against West Virginia on Saturday were just bad. They're just bad throws. You know, staring down Quentin Johnson on a third down and throwing it right into a defender's hands. Uh, Air mailing one that just went right into a safety's hands. Um, like, those are the types of mistakes. You're going to throw picks, right? Like, that happens. But those are the types of mistakes you wouldn't expect 
from a veteran QB. And, uh, yeah, the, the development at that position has been one of the big issues I've had lately. On the defensive side of the ball, you, Patterson takes a lot of pride in that defense. And can you see the frustration in him when his defense has, has been, well, for lack of anything else, just hot and cold all season long? You can. I think he's running out of explanations and ways to, to fix it. And, you know, part of it is I just feel like they're they're smaller in the interior defensive line than they've been in a while. And I don't know if that was a purposeful change, like if they were trying to get quicker there or if it was just how things shook out with recruiting. But those guys have gotten pushed around. Um, the secondary has not been as good as they thought. Like they, they really felt like they were going to be good at that corner position. But Noah Daniels has been really sidelined for most of the season. Um, and the safeties have struggled communicating and trying to figure out how to work together in this defense. So um, it's just been bad all the way around, and uh, that's that's been the the biggest black eye on the team. I think is Gary's always been able to find a way, even if his defense struggles at the start of the year, to get things going. But it, it hasn't happened this year. Hey, let's change gears. Uh, Cowboys, Vikings, uh, five and one, three and three. Dak a little gimpy. Cooper Rush, boy, I, I'm I'm excited to see him. Aren't oh, you? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Uh, you know, I mean, they obviously have a big lead in the NFC East, so if it comes down to it, and you have to throw him out there instead of letting Dak, uh, you know, work through an injury, I get it. But um, yeah, the Vikings they had a slow start to the season. Mike Zimmer's a good coach. They seem to have figured things out lately. Dalvin Cook a good running back and. Um, we'll see how Dak looks when he gets out there. This offense is humming really well. I also, and I know you guys wonder this too, but uh, I just I'm I'm curious to see when people stop throwing at Trayvon Diggs. Like that's <laughs> yep. that's one of the, the big subplots of the season um, because he's just getting picks every single game. It's remarkable that people keep testing him. What's the difference in this Cowboys team, in your opinion? Well, I think, you know, I've been impressed with what Dan Quinn has done. They're not like the 85 Bears over there, but they play hard. They play solid fundamental football, um, and they've been able to force turnovers, which is a big key. Uh, and, you know, offensively, I think they've just done a better job of not leaving points on the board. They've the last few years have been able to move in between the 20s. Um, it's just punching it in uh, when, when you get there that's tough, and they've, they've done a better job of that this season. So, you know, they're playing well. They're taking care of their business. Mike McCarthy, sometimes his in-game management still perplexes me. You think? But go ahead. I yeah. said you think? <laughs> some of those – some of the way, he, the way he manages that clock, it makes you scratch your head sometimes. Yeah, the timeouts or the lack thereof, it's, uh, it's interesting. And I, well, he can't I find mean, the clock, Stephen. He doesn't know where the clock is. Come on, cut him yeah, some slack. Yeah, that's true. He, he lost it in San Diego or, or L.A. <laughs> or wherever that was they were at. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing because he's a veteran coach. You would think – and I know, like, some, like Andy Reid has always struggled with clock management to a certain extent. But some guys just never figure it out, I guess. But uh, he won a Super Bowl. He was in Green Bay forever. You feel like you would have a better handle on that, but that's been one of the few things that hasn't gone right for him this year. Yeah, we talked about him just a minute ago, and you mentioned Cooper Rush. If the Cowboys roll Cooper Rush out there, can he win you a football game? No. That's what I thought. Good. <laughs> hey, don't, 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 don't Drop hide your mic. feelings. That's good. I love it. <laughs> hey, what I do mean, you listen, I, I'll tell you what. Last year, they had the best backup quarterback in the world, and I love Andy Dalton. Like, I'm a TCU guy through and through. Andy's had a, a good NFL career, but you saw like what that offense was without Dak. It's right. just it's just different. It just doesn't work. 
yeah, I was thinking about that offensive line. I don't know who could have played behind that thing last year, but uh, anyway, hey Stephen, what do you got on uh, what do you got on the podcast? Uh, yeah, so I just dropped an episode today with Josh Neighbors, who I know you guys are familiar with. Uh, he hosts Locked On Big Twelve. We talked about where TCU is, just kind of the the awkwardness of being a team that was expected to be good and, and is really struggling. And then as the week goes on, we'll get you ready for K-State game. Tomorrow I'll have some of Gary Patterson's press conference, and we'll break down some of his quotes, which are always entertaining. As always, it is a pleasure, Stephen. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That is Stephen Simcox, Locked on Horn Frogs, the podcast. It is 8.45. And let's see, what do we got going? Hey, don't forget, City Ranch Boot Company has a brand new location, and they are waiting to see you. You can choose your skin. You can choose the design. You can you can create that perfect pair of boots, a belt, a wallet, a handbag. You get the picture. Over 30 years in the leather industry, and owner Jay Kelly and his team, well, they, they know what they're doing, and they're waiting to, to visit with you. Design boots for the uh, for the bride and groom, maybe. Maybe you got a you got a big wedding coming up. You could you could do that, or the entire wedding party for that matter. You can put your and this is what I think is so cool. And I think I, I'm waiting for for Ward. You, this is what I want for Christmas. You can put your company <laughs> logo on boots as a sales incentive or a thank you to your employees, um, or whatever the case may be. Incorporate your 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 ranch brand or or any kind of logo for that matter. Uh, on uh, on these uh, on these leather products and man they make for a great gift uh and and, and bring them in for a uh, for a lifelong memory it should be it, it, what a cool what a cool concept what a cool idea look custom design locally owned family operated and texas made that's what we're talking about city ranch boot company and uh, it, what a great experience and you can you can design your own or you can shop right off the shelf right there at City Ranch Boot Company. I said right there. Right there is 10267 North River Crossing. That's Highway 6 and 185. And uh, you can also check them out on Facebook, Instagram. You can visit their website. It's cityranchboot.com. That's cityranchboot.com. Or give them a call. If you got a question, say, hey, can you do this? Well, I guarantee you they've got an answer for you. 254 855 7225-855-7225. We're talking about our good friends at City Ranch Boot Company. This is Dallas Cowboys Football 2021. Play fake. Boot to the right. Only heard here. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10. 5. All season. Victory. Cowboys win. The Ghosts are exorcised. Sunday night. It's your Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Live from U.S. Bank Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Brad, Babe, and Christy with the Cowboys Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. distance move to first central credit union suit up with benefits like free checking that pays you cash less fees great rates quick local loans easy online applications a free mobile app secure remote card control 24 7 deposits and more services at our atms and a free new member t-shirt join today come see us at firstcentralcu.com we're your team everything we do we do for you eligibility and application requirements apply member ncua 
The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Perina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love, including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge, shoes from Hey Dude, and clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Cinch. Go buy and see Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Atlanta jumped on Framber Valdez for five runs on eight hits on their way to a 6-2 win over the Astros in Game 1 of the World Series. Game 2 tonight in Houston, just after 7 o'clock. Luka Doncic led the way with 26 points as the Mavericks won their home opener 116-106 over the Rockets. Houston falls to 1-3 with the loss. The Mavericks are now 2-1. They took overtime for the Lakers to beat the Spurs 125-121. Jakob Pertl dropped in 27 in the losing cause as the Spurs are now 1-3. The Nikki Collin era of Baylor women's basketball starts tonight with an exhibition at the Ferrell Center against A&M Commerce. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes take off and fly. Trying to figure out which one he might be on. Time for the Grand Bay on Game Time. Now, now, hang on here. I want to go back to this airplane song. What was that all about? <laughs> that was for Stephen Simcoe. All right, I got you. It's uh, 8.51, 9 away from 9, and away we go with the grab bag. And here we go, uh, Ward. Uh, the uh, regular season still a couple of weeks away, but uh, Nikki Collin and the uh, Baylor women's basketball team in action tonight as they host Texas A&M Commerce in an exhibition game, one of two exhibition games. Uh, next week's ex- exhibition game will be uh, right here uh, on uh, ESPN Central Texas. But uh, n- uh, this one is a uh, exhibition game with West Texas A&M, and uh, it's a, uh, I believe, a 7 o'clock tip in the Ferrell Center. So it uh, should be a lot of fun as we get basketball up and running. Now, the men are, will not play any exhibition games. They, I believe they begin on Friday night, November the 12th. But uh, the women will play a couple of uh, exhibition games before moving into the regular season. And, you know, is, is it going to be hard not to call them Lady Bears? 
since yes. we've done it for years mm-hmm. and years and years yeah. and years. Yeah, I'll probably I, slip up. Yeah, there and and I agree. I'll get it right eventually. Well, let me tell you, I agree. You don't say the Baylor men's bears, so why you know? So they're the Baylor bears. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 so when we identify which program we're talking about, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll just we'll just mention that. But I'm I'm glad they did it. Quite frankly, I, I don't know. Maybe. You don't agree, maybe you do agree, but uh, that's the way the uh, the direction of the program, and uh, good for her at uh, putting her stamp on it. And and uh, I, I've always said that. I mean, I, I just you know if if they're the Roberts and Rockets, they're the Roberts and Rockets. If they're the Conley Cadets, they're the Conley Cadets. I mean, that's just the way I've always thought about it. And if they're the Baylor Bears, they're the Baylor Bears. And and weren't they the last team to do that? I mean, softball had already done it. Uh, I think soccer. I mean, I think most of the teams that already yeah, but those m- those two away. sports don't have a men's side. I, of it. I got it. I, I'm with you. But but that moniker, if you will, that identity, uh, the, the, the way to to identify that team, mm-hmm. uh, that's that that was the last of them, and and uh, now they're now they're the Baylor Bears, and I like. I'm I'm looking at a. Uh, a a printout right now, and it says Baylor Bears zero and zero, and Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, t- uh, zero and zero, and and there you go. Ferrell Center tonight, seven p.m. for the exhibition. Uh, ex- first of two exhibition games for Baylor. All right, uh, let's see what else do we have going on here in the uh, in the wide world of sports. Speaking of Baylor basketball, uh, Nalissa Smith uh, picked up her second preseason All America uh, nod of, of the season uh, when the AP honored her and four others on Tuesday. So. Uh, more preseason honors coming in. And I know the kids probably don't, you know, it's cool. Uh, and for us, it's, it's fun to talk about. And it just, it just identifies that, hey, these, these, these players have excelled in, um, in their sport uh, previously, and, and that's why they, they pick up these honors. So there you go. And finally, don't forget, uh, as we mentioned a couple of times, Thursday night uh, it will be the uh, Texas Ranger Instructional League team. Uh, they're going to be at Baylor Ballpark to take on the Bears in baseball. That should be a lot of fun. Six thirty first pitch, and of course you can uh, you can check it out in person at Baylor Ballpark. Absolutely free to get in and check out that baseball game as the Bears play their their fall ball. And, and Mitch Thompson and the McLennan Highlanders, uh, they're uh, I believe they wrapped up their home portion of their of their fall schedule last night. They're going to be on the road Sunday, Ward. This is a cool deal. They're going to play David Pierce and the Texas Longhorns in Austin on Sunday in their final exhibition game, and uh, LHN has elected to televise it. So you can watch McLennan baseball Sunday afternoon prior to watching the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. That'll be fun. That will be a blast. So look forward to seeing – McLennan and Texas Sunday afternoon from down in Austin as the uh, as the Highlanders wrap up their fall schedule. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us here this uh, this morning. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports. Also, thanks to Roger Wallace from the Longhorn Radio Network and Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs. We'll do it again in the morning at 7. Uh, John Morris is coming up at 3. Matt Mosley at 4. You have yourself a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. 
ESPN Central Texas, talking sports live and local. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Ward Whites and me every weekday morning from 7 until 9 as we talk high school, college, and the NFL. John Morris will be here at 3 p.m., and then it's the Matt 